following podcast contains adult themes such as drinking and violence. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to Table It, a micro RPG podcast. My name is Tim, and I'm one of the hosts and editor of this production. Table It is an excuse to get my friends Max, Matt, and Manny to play micro RPGs with me. We are all interested in game design as well as actual play, so each game will get a little review at the end. Stick around to hear our opinions as well as if we would play this game or put it back on the shelf. For our fourth episode, we are playing Ah Dang, Mothman Won't Move Out. He said it was just for the weekend by Paul Matjevec. Um, you can find it on itch.io. That's where I found it. back uh to part two of ah dang mothman won't leave and he said it was just for the re- weekend uh should i do a quick recap uh no nah, all right okay all right. okay cool all right so uh picking up with mothman and herbert in the darkness meeting rhiannon we're gonna shift over to uh ricky and josh as you uh continue to stare at this burning pyre of Kevin memorabilia. Um, uh, you all uh, are deciding to head out to the Hootenanny, I believe, and kind of scope things out there. Yep. Uh, we'll snag. Uh, we'll snag my car. Sure. Because um, yours has way too I much gaming. Ca- I don't have a car. <laughs> uh, We're taking my car. Esports pros don't drive. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, Mothman did park directly behind you. So. That's why I said I, I, I stayed outside a little bit longer to repark oh, his car. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, the way is clear. Um, as you pull out from the driveway, you do kind of like, you weren't able to get it perfectly, so you have to uh, move, wiggle out of the parking lot, and it does like ding Mothman's um uh, front headlight, which does nothing to a VW bug, <laughs> uh, but uh, you now have a busted tail light. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, and it's the uh, weekend. I've got another day to fix it before I have to go places. We'll be okay. It's gonna be all right. <laughs> Whew. All right, we got this. <laughs> Um, and you head uh, to the town square, um, this big uh, sort of pavilion in the middle of the, of the town. There are food booths. There are people selling uh, jewelry and uh, crafts, uh, pumpkins as far as the eye can see, festive decorative gourds, uh, stages all around um, on the town green. There's... Uh, one performance happening in town hall, uh, just all over the place. Uh, there are twinkle lights strung up around, um, and like full ass jack o' lanterns, even though Halloween was two weeks ago. Do any of the food trucks have pumpkin tempura? Uh, Ooh. yes, three of them. Perfect. Uh, and they're all like right around each other, and they're yeah. like, the people are like hawking. like, we have the best pumpkin tempura. No, we do. Come over here. Pardon my ig- ignorance. What the heck is pumpkin tempura? <laughs> It's just pumpkin fried in tempura. <laughs> What's tempura? It's oh, like in like, Japanese food. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, fried, yeah. Fried stuff. Real good. Yeah. And you see all three have uh, a line, like 12 people deep. People in this town love the pumpkin tempura. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to I'm gonna hop in the, the line that appears to be the shortest. Yeah. And I'm just going to keep talking to people and gradually like sliding myself past 
so I wind up getting to the line about four or five people sooner than I should have. I you think are you're gonna a have to talker. roll. I think you're gonna have to roll for this. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, the regular two, and then I think the smooth talker uh, definitely applies. Uh, what else you got? Uh, just I've got I'm a smooth salesman, and I do tough mutter for fun. So <laughs> I don't think the tough mutter applies, but I will give you smooth talking. All right. Um, so the good thing is I've actually found some uh, some of my coworkers and tough mutter friends that are here. So we have a group that we're ready that is ready to like kind of like say hey let's go do this. So we have a group ready to go. That's the good thing that happens out of this. Okay. The bad thing is people notice what I'm doing and call me out for cutting in the line. All right. Let's do it. Ooh, nice. I have a five and a six, so I get both of those. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you, yeah, uh, In as you're kind of chatting around, uh, you see uh, wh- a couple of your Tough Mudder friends in, like, the other lines, uh, and you can kind of wave out to them. And then one of them is like, uh, oh, Josh, good to see you. Coming on down for the Hootenanny. What are you doing later? Ah, you know, we're... We're here. We got a friend. We're going to try and uh, get him back on the horse. And because uh, he came off of a breakup, we're looking to get, get some kind of fun going. And uh, tell me what, Ronnie, you still doing that Bronco that Bronco attraction? Oh, you know <laughs> I am. You know I am. Come on over. We got them bucking Broncos. We got three of them this year. Oh, yeah. We're, go- we're, we're putting it on. We'll, we'll do a. We'll. We'll bring it to the bell. We'll see which one of us can hold on longest. Yeah. You ta- <laughs> uh, you're talking about Matthew? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that guy's great. He he's been uh, off the horse for a while. We need it. Yeah, we, let's, let's hook him up with someone. As uh, you're having this and people, you're like moving in and out of the crowd. Uh, you bump into this woman who's got a very severe bob. Uh, she's got two kids, uh, and she was like, "Excuse me, did you just cut in front of me?" Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. Did I? I completely forgot. No, here, no. What's uh? Tell you what, like, let's just let's see. Like, it, totally my bad. Totally didn't get it. And as as we get there, because I'm guessing we're like a person ready yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah. As we get there, it's like just hold on one moment, and I go up to the I go up to the thing, buy my food and food for her and her kids. Yeah. Uh, she uh, uh, she kind of like gets up to pay, and she uh, they they say, "Oh, it's been paid for," and uh, they point at you, and she just kind of <laughs> and like pulls her kids away and like, uh, goes over and says, "Well." Let's get you guys some candy apples. Uh, and she walks <laughs> off into the crowd. So, but yeah, you both have um, you have uh, some pumpkin tempura uh, ready for you uh, as um, you're uh, kind of going around. Uh, you're seeing like the headliners for the biscuits and gravy is there pay- playing in the town hall, um, and then uh, you see a flyer for like entertainment and. Uh, Closing out the night is a very special performance by Jolene and uh, her uh, backup boys, as they as they are called. <laughs> is oh, Kevin boy. there? Uh, yeah, uh, you. Uh, Jolene is kind of on like the main stage, like she, like uh, Herbert said, she's doing the MC. Um, she looks beautiful, radiant, uh, uh, decked out in like oranges and golds uh, that really set off this like flaming uh, red hair that she has porcelain white skin everything about her looks too perfect there's some wind blowing around but it doesn't seem to touch her hair or her clothes Um, and uh, her eyes are piercing like almost 
Venom Green as she's like, uh, Welcome all out to the Hootenanny, y'all. We got biscuits and gravy coming up right now. I know you all have been wanting to hear them, so let's get them going. Come on, boys! And biscuits and gravy uh, run, comes and starts playing a setup on the stage. And Kevin is with her. Uh, Kevin is uh, off to the side with a group of other young men that look exactly like Kevin. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they're all wearing, uh, like, uh, skeleton jumpsuits. Like, they're dressed up like skeletons. Well, it's like a onesie. Okay. uh, But, uh, like, a black onesie with, like, the bones on them. Uh, (laughs) All right, I'm going to go over to them. And see if there's a spare skeleton onesie. Ooh, I like that. Uh, yeah, uh, this is going to be a roll. All um, right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can definitely uh, do that. Uh, let's see what your stuff is. Uh, uh, I-, I am good at programming and martial arts. So mm, uh, I don't know if any of this is going to uh, apply, so it'll just be the two. Slackers right. um, love onesies, though. Slackers do love onesies. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably what draws you to it. <laughs> um, so what is the good thing and what is the bad thing? All right, so the good thing is that I will slip into... You said, what are they called? The the, the good boys? Uh, uh, Jolene and her backup boys. Okay, so I'll, I'll slip into the backup boys without them noticing. I mean, I, I I have a different build than these guys. Different. I've got long, scraggly hair, <laughs> a beard. Uh, these are all like hairless. It's like dolphins with blonde hair. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I'm like a head shorter than all of them. Of course, yeah, <laughs> naturally. Uh, but so the good thing is, I slip in. None of them noticed that there's there's now a stranger in their midst. <laughs> um, and uh, the bad thing that happens is that Kevin clocks me kevin knows who i am okay okay all right let's do this roll that's a six and a two and a two two. okay so um i assume you're putting the six on the good thing yeah i'm put the six on the good thing and so I, i i slip in uh the other i keep wanting to call them good boys the other (laughs) the other backup boys uh are think that i'm one of them Okay. But Kevin knows that I. So Kevin knows who I am because he's been to the Nickelodeon oh, yeah. All Star Brawl uh, tournaments that we've been That's to. That's right. We established that before. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that. Uh, so so uh, he doesn't know me by Ricky. He knows oh, no. me. He knows you as Tomato. Tomato. Yeah. So uh, I roll in. Uh, zip. I zip, I zip up the the onesie. I walk around the corner and I just kind of sit down waiting for the next thing mm-hmm. and uh kevin recognizes tomato yeah you uh zip up the the hoodies there are those type of uh onesies that like zip all the way up so when you flip the hood up it zips all the uh, way up okay, so okay. like you have the skull Skel- face. skeleton face yeah. um so uh but you haven't flipped it up yet uh and because this is made for someone much broader and much taller than you. It's kind of like a kid wearing their dad's um, uh, <laughs> like work clothes, and it's like I'm going to the business factory. So it's you kind of have to <laughs> roll up the sleeves a little yeah, bit, yeah. tuck the tuck the uh, pants into your shoes a little bit. But you go over there, and right before your um, you flip the hood up and zip it up, Kevin comes over and he looks at you and says, "Is that tomato? Tomato, it's good to see you out here. How are you doing, boy?" 
Uh, hey, hey, Kevin, it's going pretty good. How you been? Yeah, I've, I've been great. I've got this gig working with Jolene, and it's, uh, uh, I didn't know you were a part of the Backup Boys here. Is uh, you excited about the big finale tonight? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a backup backup boy. You're, oh, so like a like a second string backup boy? Yeah, 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 yeah. They 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 needed me. Someone had to drop out. Yeah, well, you know, Johnny's been having a, a couple of issues with his Achilles tendon, so if he goes down, you know, you're right in there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good to see you. Uh, how'd you get? Uh, how'd you get uh, to know Jolene here? Oh, uh, we, we, we met in college. <laughs> met in college? Right on. <laughs> oh, poor Betty. Yeah, uh, she's great. I just love her so much. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's she's pretty cool. Um, how how long have you known her? Uh, well, I guess it's been about uh, about three four weeks maybe. Yeah, I think think about right about that. It's right about the time I broke up with uh, with uh, uh, Steve. <laughs> right, Steve. Yeah, you know Steve. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Steve the Mothman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what his gamer handle was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how, how I know him. It's yeah. his Nickelodeon All Star Brawl yeah. online username. Tell you what, yeah, he he sure loves that little little black and white monster he plays. <laughs> Ubuina, yeah, he's yeah, he's, yeah, he's amazing at Ubuina. Yeah, it's great. Well, uh, you know, I got uh, we got to go uh, uh, practice. You you going to set in for get one of these last practices yeah. before? Before all right, let's go. Uh, and he uh, Jolene comes up off the stage and he's like, Jolene, I didn't know you knew my buddy Tomato. And she looks at you and says, uh, Tomato was it? Uh, yeah, tom- t- Tomato. Well, uh, as long as you can keep up, I guess you can be one of my boys here. Get in line. Uh, and she goes, uh, goes to the, like, back of the stage, and she says, All right, everybody, let's, let's, one more time before the big, big finale. One, two, three, four. And it goes into a very, like, intensely choreographed dance. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Uh, that you're just kind of, like, trying to keep up. See, um, as, as a, uh, esport martial artist, um, my martial arts ability allows, allows me to be pretty good with physical I coordination, think so. all things considered. Yeah, let's do a roll about yeah. it. Also, uh, maybe esports for like improvising, thinking mm-hmm. quick yeah, on your yeah. feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm pretty I'll quick on my you. feet. I'll give it to you. Performance. Yeah. Um, Incredible. I'm loving the fact that mechanically on this, like, <laughs> I don't know if I should save this for the review or not, but the fact that. Everyone's okay with you being a backup backup boy, even though yeah. Kevin knows you're not supposed to be here. You <laughs> <laughs> he rolled a six, man. Yeah, I don't think he's that bright. <laughs> he's not, and he's kind of maybe under a spell. <laughs> okay, so um, speaking of which, it, it, so I have, so I'm rolling to participate in a practice dance number, um, <laughs> as a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think my my good thing is that I can recognize. Okay, so player player thoughts. I think this dance isn't just a dance. I think it's part of this like uh, spell that's happening. This, yeah, this, okay. this is this this is choreography to a spell. The meta knowledge. Okay. The meta knowledge. So right. I think a good. I'll actually give you a Mothman. Uh, oh, okay. Surprise on that. I like that. Okay. Um, so I was gonna say the good thing is I, I recognize uh, what this like routine is doing that it is part of a spell and then I might know how to stop it. Okay. 
Okay. Um, and uh, the bad thing is, I think I flub up the dance and have called out for never practicing, and I get berated, and I don't get put in the final number. Okay. Mm. All right. Roll 3d6, and let's see how this goes. <coughs> I've rolled a pair of sixes. And a, th- and a three. Oh, okay. man. Um, so it's your choice if you want that Mothman surprise or not. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Mothman surprise lets me ask a question, correct? Mm-hmm. Do you guys have an idea for what a really good question that might be worth missing out on the good thing or getting the bad thing? Well, if you get called out for never practicing... Uh-huh. Like, yes, so, that's a bad thing in this particular instance. Yeah. But it means you can be... It means you're just going to be kicked out and you have a cool new skeleton onesie to hang out with. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. The best. Okay, so I think um, I will... Uh, okay, I think I'll, I'll put one six on the good thing of I recognize that this is some sort of spell thing and I know how, how to stop it. Okay. Um, and I'll let you figure out what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I will... My cat is doing so many screaming... <laughs> She's the best. Okay, so um, one six on the good thing, which is you are you incorporate into the dance move, recognize it as part of the spell. Yep. Okay, and then where are you putting your other six and three? I think the the three will go to the bad uh, the 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 bad thing. So um, the bad thing partly happens. Okay. Um, and the the. Then I, then I have the the Mothman surprise. I get to ask a, ask a question, um, right? With I the believe six? the Mothman is so the three. You're putting the three on yeah. the bad thing. Yes. Yeah. So okay. so I I get the good thing, I do a partial bad thing, and then I get the surprise. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, Jolene says five, six, seven, eight, and the music starts uh, low, and uh, you notice all the the guys are doing this incredibly. Uh, intense choreography you're able to slip in Mm -hmm. seamlessly and kind of get to it um it's a taekwondo kata i know yeah (laughs) it's weird it's a lot of yeah like martial arts moves and everything there's like flips and you know they're (laughs) catching and jolene is dancing in front of them um and then the bad thing that happens is uh you move right when the entire group moves left Uh, Uh, and you bump into Johnny who trips mm. and you hear him scream out in pain uh, as his like Achilles tendon you can hear it audibly twang oh no oh my god and they look at look at and Johnny's like oh god I can't walk I can't walk and Jolene walks over and she looks at you and she jabs a finger in your chest and she says now listen here you you you're everybody has these moves down Patton has been for weeks you're trying to ruin the whole thing well I guess you're our only alternate so I guess you're moving up to one of the regular uh, backup boys get on up it looks like you're going to be practicing from now until this thing goes off yes uh, ma'am and uh, a couple of the other boys like drag Johnny off and he's just <sighs> oh, <laughs> medics come over and they bandage him up and he's like am I ever going to walk again doc and the dog's like mm mm Um, but uh through the course of this um you may ask uh your question okay um 
as you feel Mothman's um, voice prick up in your head and his like essence uh, wrap around you uh, as you're now in the thick of this. Okay, so I so part part of my good thing was also knowing that this is part of the spell. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can definitely see that it's part of the spell, and I'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, so, do do you guys have any idea for what my question could be? Because I think the one that was, was like, uh, was like, what's about to happen, or um, like. <laughs> The last one was, what did Mothman do this time? I think it's very funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, the best part is, is those are all example questions. They're not uh-huh. just yeah. actually yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. Um, I would actually, going completely meta on this, mm. who would be the most helpful to stop it before it gets worse? Or who would be the most helpful in containing the damage? Mm. Okay. That's mm, good. That's good. Because we do know that with the clap of thunder, everything got set in motion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess my suggestion might be like, you know that it's a spell. Yeah. Would the a, a reasonable question in the Mothman surprise be, how do I stop it? Well, that's yeah. part of just his good like, thing. Is he knows how he. That was part of your good thing. Yeah. Was to yeah. also was stop. Like, oh, not just to identify it. Okay. We just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. I misunderstood. Okay. So. Um, yeah, I, I know that it's a spell. I I, I know that, that that there is a way to stop it. Um, what? Would you like to know how to stop it before you? Ask oh the question? no, I have a. I mean that's that, that's kind of what I was. I, I have a I have a better one. Unrelated, okay. exactly. Okay. Um, how do I break the spell on Kevin? Ooh. Okay. Mm. So, um, as uh, Johnny is getting taken care of, uh, Jolene starts walking around uh, with every uh, checking everyone's like makeup and onesies and everything. Uh, and she starts at the end of the line and she unzips one of the guy's hoodies and as she does you hear her mumble something under her breath and all of the other guys just kind of like stop almost as if they're petrified and like a glassy look goes over their eyes and she unzips the hoodie and she takes a um, like a, a pin uh, or like a sharpie and she starts doing this intricate um, like design of like runes and sigils on their chest <laughs> zips him up and goes back and like just goes down the line uh and you know that it's the runes that actually uh like whatever this spell or ritual is uh this runes are a big part of it um and if you can maybe like disrupt some of the runes at least on you or on someone else you may be able to um disrupt the spell a little bit okay well conveniently uh i'm covered in tattoos yes so. <laughs> right <laughs> great um and so uh in order to break the spell on kevin you notice that she has almost like a stranglehold on all of these guys and uh the only way that you can think of to break this on kevin would be to somehow bind or contain her hurt herself okay um but yeah she uh, eventually gets down to you unzips your hoodie and kind of like frowns at all your tattoos and says well, I guess I'll do what I can. And she draws it on you and uh, goes off uh, to 
do another rehearsal, uh, and it's nothing. You can like smudge one of the the things before the ink dries. Okay, okay. So it's you got a little disruption there. And uh, you're kind of ha- you had to kind of pretend to be stunned like, as whoa. well. Yeah, <laughs> it's very easy for me to pretend to be stunned. Yeah, um, <laughs> we zip back into the darkness, uh, right. where a woman steps from the darkness. Rhiannon, uh, uh, a woman in a black lacy shawl, uh, looks to be like maybe in her mid forties. Uh, black hair cascading, cascading down her face. Very like your witchy hippie aunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got like a long flowy skirt with Doc Martens and like rings and bracelets and necklaces all beautiful. Out. Perfect. Uh, and she uh, looks at you and she says, uh, "Well, um, Dave, lovely to see you again." He's like, "How's it going, Rhiannon? I need your help." <laughs> and she says. Uh, Oh yes, I've I've seen I've seen uh, the rise of the Eldritch One, and he says, "Yeah, you know all about it, Jolene." And she's like, "Jolene," uh, can tell there's some definite bad blood between. Wow, here. that bitch. Yeah, yeah, and she says, "Uh, well, uh, Dave, who's your friend here?" Uh, hi. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm Herbert. Uh, I um, yeah, our our friend, Dave. Uh, has been hanging out, staying at my place. And uh, we've been uh, working on helping him get back on his feet and uh, maybe get um, get himself back out there in right. life. And I place an awkward, intended-to-be-comforting hand on Mothman's shoulder, and which she's... is, like, way up here. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> tap, way, tap, tap. Like you have to <laughs> extend your whole hand. Um, and she says, oh, yes, Dave, I, I heard about the breakup with Kevin. How are you? And he's like, honestly, I'm not doing too good. And now Jolene's about to rip the whole world apart. I don't know what I'm going to do. And she's like, well, calm down, sweetie, calm down. Here, I have just the thing for you. And she pulls out a scroll. And uh, she says, uh, you know, Jolene and I, we... We have some some beef between us. There's a lot of bad blood between us. And he says, yeah, I know that. And he, uh, she says, well, uh, every time she rolls into town, I, I got to get uh, get the old scroll out here. And she hands it to you, Herbert. Um, and she's, uh, she says, uh, yeah, you unroll the scroll. Okay. And um, it looks like uh, a piece of music. Uh, huh. And she's like, yeah, Jolene, uh, she's got this weird bardic thing going on. She likes to do things with music and song and dance ritual and uh this is the only thing that we've n- ever been able to find that can bind her it's an ancient powerful um uh sumerian spell um, oh. uh, and you're looking at it and it's in it's not in english you can right. tell that it's um music of some sort but you yeah. can't read any of the lyrics or notes or anything um and uh uh, so she hands it to you all, and she says, uh, "Yeah, if you can, if you can find someone to, who can play this music, um, who can read it, I unfortunately cannot. I always had to outsource that. But uh, if you can find someone to do it, then um, that usually binds Jolene for another twenty-five years or so." Who do you usually use? Who did you use last time? Well, let me look. And she walks back into the uh, darkness, and sh- you hear. <laughs> as like she's going through like a Rolodex or something. (laughs) (laughs) And she comes back and uh, she says, well, uh, so this is the gentleman I usually use. And she hands you a business card and you look at it. And the name on the business card is Joseph Brubaker. Oh man. I know him. 
Oh, you do? So, simple. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, used to be uh, an ancient language professor and uh, knows quite a bit about translation and wow. music theory. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, must not be a very good industry. He's in the real estate business now. Oh, that is strange. Yeah, yeah. kind of a thorn in our sides, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he's always been a little bit prickly. He just yeah. comes and goes, and I never know where he comes from or where he goes. <laughs> And I will say, if it wasn't for him, Jolene and I would have got married a long time ago. And I would be under her spell. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) Okay, okay, um... Well, all right. Uh, here, c- can you? Uh, um, and I do the like, whole thing where I hold up hand like one minute. I'm like, okay, I can just call him right now. Give me, give me one minute, okay? Sure. And so I step outside and I, I find I like paw my way through like some black curtains or something <laughs> to find like. Lovman's like, turn right, darling. You got to turn right. And I turn and I find like an open window and I take out my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, which mm-hmm. did you guys respond to my Venmo <laughs> at all? Uh, I I paid off. Uh, a little bit more than my share of the oh. third. <laughs> I texted you back real quick. Thanks. On our way soon. Got news. Yeah. Kyrie's got, like, everything got up. She's got the receipt there. Or they've got the receipt there for you to sign. There's, like, four bags of stuff. And it's all, like, wrapped nicely and everything. Yeah. So I take out my phone and the business card. And I will call. Uh, yeah, he picks up on the first ring and is like, well, 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 uh, Mr. K, glad to hear from you. What can I do for you this fine evening? <clears throat> yeah, um, um, I have a message for you from, uh, Rhiannon. Oh, you know Rhiannon, do you? It's, I guess it is about that time. What can I do for you? Yeah, you know that Hoot Nanny Festival? I do indeed. Have you taken a look at the posters lately and noticed who's emceeing tonight? Well, of course, I, I believe it's, uh, uh, there's Jolene and her backup boys opening for biscuits and gravy. Yeah. And then, oh, what's this? A special performance to follow. Yeah. Um, that's some bad news. And, uh, I have this, uh, piece of music here and, uh, uh, you know, I have my PhD and everything, but even this is a little bit beyond me. I understand you're something of an expert in these sorts of, uh, primary documents oh well i don't know if i call myself an expert necessarily but uh yes i was there when it was written oh wow (laughs) (laughs) holy shit i uh take this up well uh uh yeah mr brewbreaker that's not the weirdest thing to be happening today um all right what would it take for you to come on down to the hootenanny and uh do a little reading for us, a little performance for us. Well, you know, I just so happen to already be down here at the Hootenanny, and uh, I've got your roommates in my sights, as it, as it appears right now. I'm, I'm watching it. Seems like one of them is already uh, performing at this here Hootenanny. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, we're going to be there as soon as possible. I have this. I have the script. Can I bring it to you, and we can we can do the performance? Uh, may, let, let's do a roll about this. Okay. See how, how how well you can convince him. Okay, I want to sweeten the pot. Okay. By telling him that I will let him do 
And I know I'm way out of my lane because I don't own the property, but I will <laughs> let him do a showing on okay. the house. Okay. In exchange. And I kind of cross my fingers behind my back. Like, okay. We have okay. no intention of selling, but I will like let him do a, a showing. Okay. Um, so uh, the good thing is uh, he comes down no problem. Yeah, uh, the good thing that, yeah. Just out of the goodness of his heart. He'll go for it. And the bad thing is like the showing. Yeah, the bad thing would be like he won't do it unless I agree okay. to this. All right, this showing and driving this bargain. Yeah, I think this is uh, this is just the two. Yeah, I think. it is. I don't think there's yeah, a lot else think... that's helpful here. Both one. Oh, oh snake no. eyes. Oh, oh no. no. Well, he says. Uh, well, now, Mister K. Um, Seems like you all have something I want up there, and uh, I'd be willing to do this for you. Um, tell you what. I know you're not necessarily at liberty to, like, sign over rights of the property. Um, there may be a couple things within that house that I'm more interested in than specifically the land itself. Uh, you let mm -hmm. me into that house for about, uh, let's say, two hours by myself. I'll come down and translate this for you. Will the house be livable after that? Will it? Will everything stay as it I is? I can give you my honest word that I will only take one thing out of the house and will do... Uh, you will find the house exactly as I... as you have left it. And any damage or anything uh, done to the house will not be of my my doing or my own hand. <clears throat> I will work it out with Josh. I think we can make that work. I'll see I will you meet in, you there. <laughs> I'll see you in 15 minutes. Nice doing business with you. Immediately I send you a text like, don't be mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. okay I, I, <laughs> I'll get into my character a bit in a yes. bit from that, but I have to know when Joseph said that one of your roommates is performing. Uh huh. What went through Herbert's mind? <laughs> I think the initial reaction was like, "That is so out of character for both of you to be performing in this event." That like. Something has gone horribly wrong, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, you're able to, I think, just call into the dark darkness and, like, we got to go. Yeah, let's um, go, let's go. Yeah, so uh, uh, on the way uh, to there, um, did you drive? Uh, or I think you, we you took the walking? bug. Didn't we take the bug, the Mothman's no, bug? No, because they, they oh, had, you to, had to move it. Yeah. So we walked. So I think we'd probably just hightail it down the street. I don't think we'd even go back to the house. Cool. Yeah, you're hightailing it down the street. You get into town, and then as soon as you get into like the festival, Mothman starts getting distracted. Ooh, lights. Ooh, candy apples. Ooh, hot dogs. Oh, is that tempura, pumpkin tempura? And so he's like uh, trying to... like. He's like, well, let's just stop over here and get us some, some cider. How about that? Oh, a candy apple. And it takes you twice as long because you're having to, like, pay for everything. Of and, course. Like, he he's got, traffic. like, an armful of food, sipping on a pumpkin spice latte. Um, yeah. And he just keeps getting distracted at all the twinkle lights and wandering off because, yeah. let's be honest, he is a moth. Yep, for uh, sure. <laughs> for sure. Any open flames, he's like, <gasps> Lamp. <laughs> Lamp. But, uh, yeah. We're doing that thing where you're trying to meet up with friends at a 
crowded place and you're like looking over the tops of people and like trying to text like where are you <laughs> how tall is herbert oh me i'm just like i don't know normal dude size like i don't know five, <laughs> five seven or something four cubits i don't four know four cubits <laughs> that's how big cotton eye joe is somewhere between a meter and two meters yes um so i'm uh, not like weirdly tall or distinctive yeah so you're about halfway through biscuit and gravy set and um uh getting late into to the night the sun has set at this point things are like starting it's like the height of the festival like there's this kind of like fever of like we're drunk we're like l- the almost sort of bacchanal level mm. uh and this kind of like fur- uh f- fervor um what is josh doing uh as uh uh, he saw Ricky disappear uh, backstage with Jolene and her backup boys. Uh, saying he knows what he's doing. <laughs> I know that he doesn't, but if I tell myself, I'll believe it eventually. <laughs> um, but basically, it's a lot of catching up with the right people, social butterflying, checking in on people, seeing how people are feeling, because it's colder, it got darker, it weird weather change Mm. and i know mothman was freaking out about something Mm -hmm. so like are people acting the same people acting weird like just just trying to get the general sense of it meanwhile finding all my groups and like hey how's it going what's going on buying the buying beers for the right people lubricating the right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. it's the full it's the full uh social experience going on great um as you're talking to some of your tough mother friends you feel a hand on the back of your shoulder uh and uh joseph brubaker cotton eye joe as you all have begun to call him uh <laughs> turns you around and says well mr josh yeah, nice to meet you here uh, having fun at the hoot nanny this evening been having a good time just one one second mr b and yes. i turn around Hey, guys, it's been good. I'll catch you back in a little bit right after uh, Biscuits and Gravy Place. Yeah, take care, man. We'll see you later. Peace out, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. B, what can we? What can I do you for today? Well, I think you know what uh, I'm here for. Uh, where is your little uh, school teacher friend? Oh, what, Herbert? Yeah. I have no earthly idea. What's going on? And I pull up my phone and start trying to check my text like frantically. <laughs> you have a bunch of texts for me. <laughs> where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> okay, don't be mad. I find where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Yeah, so all it is is legitimately, I did a thing. Don't be mad. Five minutes later, I'm here. 30 seconds after that, where are you? Next that. Why is Mothman after the pumpkin tempura? <laughs> Oh my god, there's so many lights. Where are you? <laughs> where are you? Where are you? <laughs> like, oh. I, uh, Herbert's here somewhere. Um, uh, and I, I do know what you want. Um, but, considering what you said, gotta be honest, Mr. B, you got me on a bit, on a bit of the back foot here. Because all Herbert told me was, okay, don't be mad. <laughs> well, I don't think anyone's got to be too mad. Um, Herbert didn't step too much out of his lane. He said, uh, it's not like I'm going to take your house out from under you or anything. I just need to get in there for about two hours or so. There's something that uh, I think I, uh, that, uh, I'm very interested in, more so than the land that it's on top of. Uh, something that belonged to one of my family members in the days gone by. Um that I, I have reason to believe is in one of them locked rooms of yours. 
Mr. B, you realize you could have just told me that from the get-go and we could have gone and found it for you? You could, you're more than welcome in the house. We could we could have gone and found it and had no problems getting it to you. Well, you see, this thing, this item is particularly valuable, and it was one of those, uh, you know, uh, best-kept secrets of mice and men, so to speak. Still. <laughs> you get it oh, Hubba, come over here. <laughs> hey, hi. I come in, and I'm, I'm holding all the shopping. I'm mm-hmm, holding mm-hmm. Mothman's drinks that he keeps starting. I'm, like, holding all of the shit, and I'm like... <clears throat> I reach out and grab, like, three of the drinks. Toss them in the nearby garbage. <laughs> and I pull out from my jacket a scroll, which I hand to you, Joe. And I say, I think you know what this is and what it's for. I do indeed. He kind of looks at it and's like, uh, looks up at the stage where biscuits and gravy are like, um, kind of finishing up their last set, and says, uh, "Any of y'all particularly musically inclined?" Not even a little bit. You? Uh, I didn't think so. How many five-gallon buckets can you carry my tone in? <laughs> And he says, uh, let me go talk to my associates uh, over there, Mr. Biscuits and Lady Gravy. Um, And uh, go ahead. Just so you know, Mr. B. Yes. I'll admit I'm not comfortable just letting you into my house as is. Okay. However, you said you're just looking for a particular thing in there? I am indeed. If you're willing to let me come go through it with you, it's yours. You get to take it. There's no transaction necessary. Hmm. Interesting. Why don't you make a roll about it? <laughs> yeah, why does he need to be in there by himself? That's what I... Yeah. It's my house. Yeah. It's been in my family for generations. Plus, he might know which key opens the freaking door. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, so what's the good thing? Uh... The good I, I thing, guess the so good thing is like he agrees he to my agrees. new terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. He, he, the terms of like you can get the magic artifact or whatever the fuck, but he's but he's also going to. Uh, the bad thing <laughs> is this. Jolene again. <laughs> the bad thing is he misses his chance to catch biscuits and gravy. Oh, oh like I in like the discussion that. about this. Like in yes. the times. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, let's do a roll about it. Uh, I I'll let you do smooth and salesman. Yeah, so mm-hmm. nice. that's three. Yeah, closing the three. deal is your specialty. Oh shit! Nice. <laughs> Double sixes. Nice. Double sixes. Pumpkin spice lattes are for closers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he thinks a minute here and he says, um, "Hmm, perhaps that can be arranged." And he pulls a key out from his. Um, lapel uh and you notice that the symbol on the key matches the locked symbol in the basement uh and he says uh that's where that key is that that makes so much more sense than mr b thank you so much yes uh i'll keep this right here until that such a time but uh perfect oh shit they're getting off go 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 go. Uh, yes uh uh, he tries to shake your hand as he runs away and uh gets biscuits and, and gravy as they're coming down from the stage and you see him kind of talking uh, and he's like, uh, pulls out a pen and starts like jotting down notes on uh, the the 
thing. <laughs> on the ancient scroll. On the ancient scroll. Oh yeah. my lord. Um, and as you're watching, it's kind of glowing, and biscuits and gravy, their eyes kind of glow themselves. And so, and then they nod, and they take the scroll, and they go to, uh, there's a stage directly across uh, from this stage. Um, and they start heading there and like setting up. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Scott Pilgrim Battle of the Bands. <laughs> As this is going on, I imagine someone is coming around with like uh, like a little bar uh, situation mm-hmm. like and like sh- shots shot and, and shots and stuff. And I'm like, hey, and I get shots for all of us. And I hand you one, and I hand Mothman one, and I take two for myself. And I'm just like. <laughs> watching this about to go down Mothman throws one back uh, and he looks around and goes hey yo um, where's Ricky and that's about the time that Jolene yeah about that <laughs> yeah. and, and we all hear, like look up <laughs> you hear tap 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 on the microphone and say well hell y'all doing this evening that was it wasn't that so great let's hear it for biscuits and gravy now okay don't be mad uh-huh we got a super special treat for you all out here tonight. I need everyone just get right on up close to this stage. You know how we disappear from time to time. Uh huh. Well, <laughs> uh, old Jolene's going to do a very special performance with me and my backup boys. Oh, Hit no. it, Maestro. You see that one that's two feet short? Uh-huh. <laughs> and the oh, music no. starts to play. Um, <laughs> You're a little short for a backup boy. <laughs> You're a little short for a backup boy. Uh, I can't see a thing in a zip-up hoodie. Uh, and Mothman <laughs> looks up and goes, That's him! That's Kevin! And he starts to float uh, <gasps> like he's about to go. Like You grab his legs and he's like taking both We're of like you We're like pulling up. him down, pulling him down. Uh, Jolene starts to sing. Uh, and as she sings, uh, Mothman says, "Yo, cover your ears. This ain't gonna be good at all." Okay, so uh, I cover my ears. Reach over because he's still floating. Mm-hmm. I reach around his ankle to hold, to hold him as far down as I can <laughs> yes. to then plug my Doing ears. Doing the same. So both of us, for for our listeners, have our hands clasped around our ears and our ink our arms looped over an ankle each. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just dragging you like over the crowd. Oh. And as Jolene begins to sing, uh, you notice a spell weaves itself over the audience and people start to sway back and forth. The backup uh, boys, uh, you can't see them because they're covered by the... the hoods, but their eyes begin to glow, and they kind of glow through the skeleton masks. Everyone except for Ricky's, who had smudged his uh, <laughs> thing, and they go into the dance. And as uh, Jolene continues to sing, wrapping everyone in uh, the, these magic tendrils, the ground begins to shake, uh, and the sky begins to thunder, and a tear opens in the sky, and you see black tendrils uh, reaching out. At this moment, <clears throat> all the backup boys unzip their hoodies and they're just wearing like gold briefs. <laughs> and all the... the uh, I look fantastic. The, the, tact, the, the runes are glowing and as it begins to glow, you see that they begin to age rapidly, all except for Ricky, who is doing uh, his best to try to interrupt this dance. Uh, yeah. What are you trying to do at the moment? So I think my main goal... Um, is to try to uh, disrupt the runes on Kevin. Great. Uh, so I think so. If you you said it was written in Sharpie, mm-hmm. so I think uh, so Sharpie needs to be hit with a solvent. So I think I'm gonna snatch some alcohol from someone near the edge of the stage, mm-hmm. and then dunk um, 
uh, Kevin in uh, uh, what I imagine it is probably Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. And then of try course. to smear the symbols enough that... Uh, At this point, Mothman has like flown to the stage uh, and like drops both of you on there <laughs> as like Jolene is doing all this uh and she turns to you and the backup boys start coming after you uh mothman had a cores in his hand uh-huh. uh you so can I'd grab snatch that. it so uh, <laughs> and uh i'll actually give you a mothman surprise excellent here. so th- th- um, this is a role i'm making to try to uh, uh to try to douse kevin okay and he looks at you and he's like that's my Kevin. I ain't gonna let you have him, you eldritch bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and is Kevin like a cryptkeeper esque, like rapidly aging? While uh, this they're is going rapidly on? aging, but it's more like a year every like two minutes. Oh like, my god! You can tell that they're aging. He, he's not, not cryptkeeper yet. Yeah, not <laughs> okay. cryptkeeper yet. But you can tell like whatever the spell is is like fueling Jolene and like leeching the life of okay. these guys, and like um, it's starting to seep into the audience as well. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna. Um, I have two dice on my roll. Um, could I add martial arts for my ability to def- to defend off the other? Uh, I keep going to call them good boys. <laughs> 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 to um, defend off the the backup boys as I as I do yes, this thing. Yes, I, I think I will. Uh, yes, that is totally totally. Could we make an argument for prepared because you saw the sharpie runes instead of looking? Yes. Okay, yeah, cool. you know where to look. You specifically, um, because you rolled so well, that you can be prepared as well. Okay. So yeah, roll four. So so I'm rolling four. Uh, so I have you know one. I got my one Mothman surprise. I've got the good thing of uh, disrupting the spell on Kevin, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, a bad thing of um, hmm. What's a bad thing for this? I mean, I either I I don't get to Kevin, but that has to be di- like I I either get to Kevin or I don't get to Kevin. So the good thing I, is getting to Ke- is getting yeah. Kevin. Cleaned I think up. the bad thing is Jolene notices you and yeah. notices that you're not. Oh yeah, the cover is blown that you are not being affected by All right, this. Yeah. So uh, good thing I I save Kevin. Bad thing I I get spotted by Jolene. Jolene and um, Mothman surprise. All right. Okay. I rolled a four, a five, and two twos. Ooh, okay. Oh, man. Where are you putting them? All right, so I'm going to put the five in the good thing. Okay. I want Kevin saved. Okay. Um, I'll put the four in... Okay. Actually, you know what? I'm going to put a two into the bad thing. I, I get spotted entirely. She, okay. she recognizes I'm... I'm I look fantastic in the briefs. Uh, oh, yes. you, know, you know, pot belly tattoos, uh, scraggly, hairy dude. Um, I'm here for it. But uh, I have a four in my uh, Mothman surprise. Um, when so- did they put Harmar Superstar on stage? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, the five is going in the good thing? Yep. Okay, so I think with the five, uh, you see Mothman uh, hit the uh, stage with the two of your uh, roommates, and you immediately grab uh, the Coors Light out of Mothman's um, uh, hand and run across the stage, uh, and I think you just clock Kevin in the head <laughs> sure. the bottle, and like it uh, knocks him out, and uh, the the beer spills over his chest, and you're just, 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 just rub like his chest really fast. His chest and Mothman's like, hey now. <laughs> 
But we my, can talk a little bit later, but let's get through this first. Uh, my hands come out completely covered in black ink. Yeah, just covered in black ink, and you look up, and Jolene is staring daggers at you. Uh, at this point, her teeth have descended, and uh, her mouth like stretches up uh, past her ears, and her jaw unhinges, and it's full of rows of like shark teeth. I wink her, at her. No. <laughs> She winks uh, an eye at you, and as she does, uh, uh, a green ember flies out uh, uh, and, like, sets the stage on fire. Uh, it hits that the alcohol that uh-huh. had been spilled, and there's now a ring of emerald fire around uh, the stage. And she, uh, now that you are looking at her uh, and her fully eldritch shape, the fire burning in her eyes, her red hair turning into like just straight up like fiery tentacles behind her. She raises herself up in the air and her manicured, red manicured fingernails are now dripping with gore and viscera. Mm-hmm. And she looks at you and says, oh, little boy, you don't want to be doing that to old Jolene. And she slashes you across the chest. My chest. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> my chest. <laughs> my dad's <laughs> Uh, but Kevin is successfully uh, saved. He's unconscious uh-huh. and uh, he's no longer aging rapidly. Uh, and uh, Mothman, uh, uh, once he goes down, you hear him say, Oh no, Kevin! Uh, and then he kind of sways and gets one of those. You would know this is his premonition. Yeah. And this is the Mothman surprise. What would you like to ask? Um, how can we stop Jolene? Uh, so as, uh, you kind of go down as she she slashes you, you see across the stage, um, Mr. Brubaker is, uh, like yelling at biscuits and gravy and he's like, get this going now. And basically if you can distract Jolene long enough for them to get set up and play this song, it will, um, if if you can just live through the next like couple minutes until they can start this like sort of counter charm. Cool. Um, what are the, the two of you doing as you see uh, this eldritch horror burst into being stage wreathed in emerald flame? I am looking for any way to turn off the audio equipment. Ooh. I'm like assuming that this is like, I don't understand what's happening, but I'm like assuming that this has to do with the music. Mm-hmm. And Rhiannon had said that it's like a weird bardic thing that she does. And I'm like thinking through, I'm like, okay, well, maybe if I can just turn off the speakers, other people won't be able to hear this. Ooh, so I that's like what it. I'm looking for. Um, yes, let's roll about it. Um, and I think, uh, I think actually your school teacher, uh, sure, because like you've done teaching like, in front of a class, giving yeah, presentations, giving presentations. Okay, uh, so I'll give you the two and the one. Okay, so a total of three. All right. The good thing is, I successfully locate the. Maybe there's like a big giant red. Uh, cable that I could like unplug and it would like boom power yeah. down everything. I think the bad thing would be I do that, but maybe it only works partially. Mm-hmm. Like okay. maybe part of the audience can't hear anymore, but like the rest of them can. Yeah, um, I don't know. What do you guys I, think? I would think the bad thing would be uh, good is like you successfully turn off the audio. The bad thing would be like probably the back boys like stop you oh or, yeah or, or, or like try to turn it back on mm-hmm. okay so roll them bones oh god 
Oh, oh no. A four, a one, and a one. Very oh. bad rolls oh. on my part. Okay. Well, I will give the four to the good thing. Okay. It's got to partly happen. Uh, the one to the bad thing. Okay. So, so the one definitely happens. Um, I think that you, uh, as uh, Ricky goes after Kevin uh, and is being assaulted by Jolene, you kind of use that as a distraction. You see across the stage the stage manager, uh, like, uh, or sound booth is kind of set up, uh, and you start booking it that way, and uh, you get about halfway to it, and. Um, uh, the backup, Jolene sees you out of the corner of the eyes and she turns and she's like, get him, y'all! Don't just stand there! Uh, and uh, you're assaulted by like three of the backup boys oh, who God. Like, grab you uh, and you go down, but on your way down you grab a cord and yank out of the back of the, the speakers and it shorts out some of the audio. So now it's just a little quieter uh, and you hear Jolene screams, but she starts belting out this song and like oh, to no. try to overcome that. Oh no. Uh, uh, and you're like being pinned by these backup boys who are still in their little gold briefs, uh, rapidly aging. Uh, what is um, Matt doing? Or not mm. Matt, Josh. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, I'm looking around. Jolene's fairly distracted. We got three of the other backup boys. Uh, yeah, there was only five. So the three on Herbert, Kevin, and... Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's the last bit. Ricky. It's those last those last bits of the backup boys. But we need to keep Jolene distracted. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's fire, so Mothman's no help. Mothman is just looking around. Oh, pretty! Ow, that hurts. Oh, pretty! Oh, that hurts too. Oh man. <laughs> um, so, short version. When was the last time uh, any of you have seen a Tough Mudder competition? Oh no! I, oh never! Not, I don't think I've ever. Okay, because. Tough Mudder is a team-based outdoors competition. Yeah. All, all big, messy, very physical. Love that. It's not so much like football tackles and whatnot, but it's more of picking your teammates up and pushing them up the hill, focusing on who's the person at the bottom of the pile, literally planting their feet and being the block, being the human ladder for everyone else on the team. Amazing. Um. So I'm used to being that guy on my team. We need to keep Jolene distracted. And I play on a team of six. All right. So what if I manage to get Herbert and the other backup boys and start hurting them towards Jolene physically and bodily? Okay. As okay. Like, let's go this way. Up and go and up and go and, uh, and just consistently moving all of us forward keeping her very focused on what's happening immediately in front of her rather than go going forward for anything else. I like that. Um, I will also give you a Mothman surprise here mm. as well. So, um, yes, uh, the good thing is uh, you successfully keep distracting Jolene. Mm -hmm. uh, the ba what is the bad thing? You're just not physically able to move these people? The bad thing is uh, the backup boys stop focusing on Herbert and start focusing on me. Got mm. it, got it. All right. I would also help you. Like once I realized what you were doing, that's, I would try that's to what like we're doing, get my we're help, feet and we're helping each other and back and you. forward. So. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, roll it. Uh, roll. Uh, let's see. Your regular two tough mutter applies. 
Um, There's no way I was prepared for this. No, no, no. I would love to claim it, but no um, way. Yeah, so roll them bones. Ooh. How'd you do? Six, six, and a one. Ooh. Okay, where are you putting them? As much as I want the knowledge, mm-hmm. I think it's more important to focus on the knowledge we have and working on that. Mm-hmm. So, Jolene is fully distracted, and the backup boys are not focusing me down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. we, I, I'm keeping them together and keeping it all moving, but we've all legitimately... Basically, body rush Jolene with five <laughs> yes. people. Yeah, body rushing Jolene with five people. You uh, hit her and knock her out of the air, and she falls and slides to the edge of the stage. Uh, and where and now she's like wreathed in that that flame, and you hear her screech as like her skin starts falling away. That porcelain ivy white skin starts turning to a uh, black charred uh, skin as uh, you guys. Uh, look up and see biscuits and gravy almost ready to play and they strike the first chord and no sound comes out uh, because you botched the sound (laughs) Um, but out of the corner of your eye you see uh, Mr. Brubaker like hauling ass across the the plane like shoving people aside and like futzing with the speaker board uh but now jolene is like solely uh distracted by you guys um and at this point she takes a moment and stands up and looks down into the audience where these people are all mesmerized and picks up a um that woman uh from the the uh, pumpkin line. She mm. picks her up by the throat and just like cracks her neck open and like, oh. drains her of the life force, just Whoa. turning into a complete skeleton and tosses it away and stands back on her high heeled uh, shoes and says, uh, You're gonna have to get up awfully early in the day to get one over on old Jolene. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, but uh, you see Mr. Brubaker getting to the sound equipment and futzing with it. If you guys can just hold on just a little bit more as Jolene is, uh, she's got this kind of like two voice thing going on where she's still singing and also like yelling out these like visceral insults to you with this giant shark mouth. I yell out to Ricky like, help us, keep her distracted. (laughs) Uh, the one of us who is physically lacerated. <laughs> yeah, for sure. uh, R- R- Ricky uh, s- stands up after uh, his hands covered in Sharpie. And uh, there is a, a series of amplifiers on the stage mm-hmm. uh, leading up to Jolene. Ricky's okay. going to run across those amplifiers and do a common Rider kick. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. Yeah, uh, I will say, uh, good thing you knocked Jolene off the stage. Bad thing, uh, you'll actually twist an ankle. Hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, the two and then your martial arts, so yep. three. I have rolled a four, a two, and a one. Oh! <laughs> um, I will obviously put the four on a good thing. I would like her to be knocked down, if not off the stage necessarily. Okay. 
Um, and the two and the 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 two and the one are obviously in the bad thing. Yeah, uh, esports is a dangerous career, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think what happens is you run up um, across these amplifiers, do that kick. Uh, you get her up under the chin, but she rolls with it just in time. So it's a glancing blow. You definitely hit her, and like you hear something crack, and a couple of the shark teeth spray across the stage. Mm. But but uh, as she rolls and dodges she just like grabs you out of the midair and slams you into the stage and you go sliding across as you ah and you feel your ankle twist um the two of you what's going on oh my god uh how much time do we have before mr brubaker this is all happening at the same time yeah so, so we've like, like watched ricky leap up do this big martial arts move turning into a streak across the stage Ow. And audio fuzz. Yeah, you're hearing like <laughs> popping and cracking of like Mike's like that feedback being tested, but it's not ironed out quite yet. And he's mm -hmm. like hurriedly doing this. You get a free pass for a month if you can tell me what she what how to, how I can do something to her. Oh my god. Uh, okay. Uh, here, her, her mouth is hurt, and I I st I think I will just leap up and like grab onto her like like face. And just like start like trying to manually like mechanically pull her down by her hurt mouth. Yeah, gross. Uh, two. Uh, gross. Because I don't think you're. No, stuff this here. is not relevant to my knowledge. Two ones again. Oh, no, uh, you rush up, rush up, grab Jolene by the mouth, and she just chomps down, and you lose a hand, ah! and you fall, uh, and she says, "Um," and she pulls your own hand out of her mouth and starts Fucking licking gross. your fingers, and then tosses it back, and she says, "All right, you all thought you could stop Jolene," uh, and like more of her human appearance is like falling away as she's turning into this eldritch horror. Uh, one more I turn thing. around and look at the backup boys and say, hey guys, Jolene needs help. Come on, let's go. Oh, I like Ooh, it. Nice. Uh, roll three, because I think the salesman definitely applies here. <laughs> uh, good thing. The backup boys tackle Jolene. Okay, okay. Bad thing, they run me over in the process. Oh, okay. Good thing. The backup right. boys tackle Jolene. Okay. Uh, uh, I have a three for the bad thing. All right. So partially happens. So uh, the backup boys are like, yeah, let's help out Jolene. And they rush uh, Jolene uh, as she's like licking your, your fingers. Um, and she looks up in time and says, what are you all doing? Ah! And she's swarmed. They're trying to like hoist her up, but they just, they're like, I want to do it. No, me. Let me do it. And they just like swarm. And she get off me. And in this process, she's like throwing them off. And she like... Uh, is massively strong so she throws them at you uh, and like one of the backup boys lands on you and like kind of pins you to the ground uh, so you all are scattered across the mm -hmm. stage some of you bleeding some of you like potentially broken bones oh my god uh, and uh, she looks around and she says no one can stop me I <laughs> and no sound comes out uh, and you look over and Mr. Brewmaker just waves at you all <laughs> uh, 
and like she stares my severed hand. Like. She stares at him as like the feedback rings out, and he had switched um, the. So now it's at the other stage, and uh, you see biscuits and gravy. They they still have that sort of dazed look, but not sort of like hypnotized like Jolene had. Just like they're being empowered by something. And um, they say, uh, yeah, we got asked to do a special encore. Uh, we thought it was strange since Jolene had her uh, her uh, special performance here, uh, kind of wrapping everything up tonight. But uh, <laughs> we, uh, we got asked to do this, and we're going to play a special song. Uh, I don't understand why, but anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> And as Jolene hears this, her face drops, her jaw fully dishinges, and you hear, today is going to be the day that we finally throw it back to you. And magical arcane bolts lance from the other stage, hit Jolene in the forehead, and they say, by now, you should have realized what you have to do. They spiderweb down her body, and they say, I don't believe that anyone feels the way I do about you now. And they chain her to the ground. And then... Uh, the song continues, and as it does, uh, this arcane magic wraps around Jolene, pulling her deeper into the stage as she screams and hisses. Uh, and then, uh, after a moment, almost as soon as it happens, it is done. The wow. sky stitches itself back together. It is a calm, balmy autumn night. There are two children who come out of a daze going, where's our mom? Um, I pull off my belt and give <laughs> give Herbert a tourniquet. <laughs> are we all still as injured as we were? Like, nothing magically heals. When nothing this... magically healed, uh, but you do uh, you do see Mothman going around and, like, tending wounds. And he's like, I'm sorry, sugar, I can't put this back on, but I can, uh, I can make it feel a little bit better. And he takes... He takes uh, uh, like a flaming piece of debris from that green and just cauterizes the wound. <laughs> oh, two uh, games in a row. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm not a doctor, you know that. And then he looks over and says, Oh my God, Kevin! And he runs over to Kevin, and Kevin's eyes go less glassy and says, What? Steve! Steve! Oh, I missed you so much. And he said, I missed you too, sugar. Let's go home. Oh my God. Uh, and uh, after a moment, uh, the something happened here. We can't tell what it was. The authorities don't really know, but like uh, the correct responders come in. Uh, cops come in and rope everything off, and uh, you know there's paramedics tending wounds uh, and everything. Uh, and uh, the rest of you all are there as you. The last thing you see from the stage is Mothman. Uh, uh, princess carrying Kevin <laughs> as they fly off into the night. And we're just standing in the stage, me with a severed hand, you bleeding profusely from it, your chest. In, in fantastic gold briefs. Uh-huh. You are covered in bruises and have a few broken bones. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's go home. Do you think Mothman and Kevin are going to move in with us now? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't we put them in the carriage house to begin with? That's a good question. <laughs> you all go home, and in the coda, um, a couple days later, a package arrives for you all. Mothman and Kevin have not been seen. Uh, moved moved out uh, right away. Um, 
there's a note in there from Mothman basically thanking you all for getting him through this uh, this breakup. Um, for you, Herbert, there is a brand new set of lush bath bombs and bath <laughs> salts and like a brand new robe. Uh, for Ricky, there's a brand new uh, a gaming console controller, headphones, the whole uh, nine yards. Um, uh, the... Um, for Josh, Mothman just left the keys to his van for you. <laughs> um, and uh, after a few days, things start getting back to normal for you all. Uh, and then the day comes where Mr. Brubaker, Cotton Eye Joe, knocks on the door and he's like, well, it's about that time, y'all. Yeah, come on in, come on in. You want coffee first? You want to head straight on down? No, let's go straight down to the basement. I, I We got to get this out of here. Um, and you all follow down to the basement and he takes... Um, uh, the key out and for the first time since you've been in this house this door is opened and in this room it's an old almost the size of a closet not a very big room at all and there's an ornate box on a pedestal in the middle of it and he takes it and says uh, I'm glad we found this this shouldn't be in the world right now y'all know what you have here? nope no this here's the prison, the resting place of uh, one Mr. Leroy Brown. <laughs> the baddest man in the whole damn town. <laughs> and we slowly fade to black. <laughs> Incredible. Excellent, excellent. Incredible. He said it was only for the weekend. Uh, I'm going to start our uh, discussion and review of this game. Uh, so first of all, uh, kicking it over to Tim, uh, we'll say what what were the likes and dislikes that you had for this game? Um, okay, so my the biggest like I had is I actually really like the dice system. Mm. Um, I've, I've played other games like this, like Lasers and Feelings, for instance, but having the players choose their... Um, their good thing and their bad thing and then deciding which direction that goes in, I think was a very fun mechanic I enjoyed playing with. Mm-hmm. Um, the the dislike is, is a pretty common one for me with uh, micro RPGs is that I don't know what the end of the game looks like. Mm, um, yeah. There's no direct failure consequences. There's no wait for characters to i'm not saying dying is necessary but having a hard ending to know where the end of the game is going so that it isn't just purely up to the gm to decide when the game is over Mm -hmm. is a thing that i prefer so those are those are my complaints and my uh what's the opposite of a complaint uh compliment yeah (laughs) yeah um what about you matt what were your likes and dislikes honestly what i liked about this game is it's just it it maintains the same level of lightheartedness throughout the entire rule setup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to steal one of Max's favorite phrases, there's a lot of game under the hood here. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot that can be done, but everything, everything on surface, everything that's being shared with the players and the G- and the GM from the get go, mm-hmm. is all meant on the concept of just this. Silly, the silly title where you read that and think, okay, it's going to be longer to say that correctly than it is to play the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you get in and find out it's absolutely not. Um, sure. 
I'm also going to echo Tim on the uh, on the dice mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the first times I've seen a mechanic where the good thing and the bad thing are two separate uh, mm. end results of the dice. Mm-hmm. Right. So being able to choose a bad thing and a good thing that don't necessarily affect each other. Because so many, so many games are the roll one die, okay, any modifiers, okay, you pass or you fail. Mm-hmm. Or given levels thereof. Mm-hmm. Having a good thing and a bad thing that can, and you have to choose when you roll a six and a one. Mm-hmm. Do you either succeed at the good thing and let the bad thing crush you, or do you fail at the good thing, and then the bad thing uh, does not happen? Period. Mm-hmm. It's it sets up a dichotomy of choice that's actually really cool there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, my only dislike is I'm not familiar with the Mothman lore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my that's my biggest I issue took a, with the dislike. Quite a bit of point. liberties with mm-hmm. some of the Mothman lore. Yeah, I mean, but that that comes down to the actual gameplay and that's a totally different thing yeah, because mm-hmm. for sure this one definitely has a lot of we can we can review the game mm-hmm. or we can review the gameplay mm. yeah for um, sure and that this is definitely one of those games where you have to be very specific about the kind of table you bring it to mm-hmm. because it's going to play very very differently for every individual person who touches it mm-hmm. right. All right. yeah thank you Matt Max, what are your thoughts, likes, and dislikes? Yeah. Um, so something that I really loved about this game is that, and I'm not sure how much of this is the game versus how much of it was Manny's wonderful jamming, but oh, thank you. I really love the hallucinogenic quality of the Mothman being real in a world that is otherwise exactly like our own. You know, they they didn't necessarily mention the existence of other cryptids. There isn't other magical powers. None of us had magic powers. Um, I love that the game threads this weird, fantastical needle of Mothman being real in this, like, incredibly bizarre cryptid situation in a very mundane real life context of you have this roommate who won't move out and he's drinking all your coffee and leaving omelet mess (laughs) in the kitchen was like primo shit. I love that. Um, I think the, the, and I, I would echo what others said too. I loved the good and bad thing and that those could happen simultaneously at the same time rather than like a, a pass fail kind of situation. Um, I think something I, I struggled with though was, identifying what the bad thing should be. I I think I sometimes, good thing made sense. Usually if I'm rolling for something, it's because there's something I want to achieve. So it was like natural to me that the good thing would be known. The bad thing, I, I, well, it's something I liked mechanically. I struggled with it creatively. What should that bad thing be? Okay, I don't want it to just be the opposite condition Uh of the good thing okay what's something bad but not too bad but bad enough you know it was like a weird it was a weird balance and i kind of found that i and that's not necessarily maybe a critique of the the game as it's written but just like it was a challenge challenge and complication it's certainly not uh, a mechanic i would necessarily recommend for really really new players yes 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 coming in to be like oh how do i so how do i say a good thing that i want my character to accomplish and then also say something that's bad enough that you're willing to let your character suffer for right yeah. right right but not too much and also not infringing on other characters and their story beats and you know it's a tough that was a tough putt yeah yeah 
Thank you, Max. How about, um, how about you as the yeah, GM? Um, there's, uh, I mean, I don't have too much to add because I think I'm kind of on the same page with everyone else here. Um, one thing I liked as a GM is kind of like my like and my dislike is that it's alternately really easy on a GM because I'm not rolling. I, I don't roll dice at all. Mm. That's all you guys. Um, I just have to tell you what you're seeing, answer your questions, things like that. But the trade-off for that, and this is kind of the dislike, is there's so much, like, for a micro RPG, there's kind of a lot of, like, prep work for a GM to be like, what's the complication? What is Mothman trying to do? Mm -hmm. What's the win condition? What's the lose condition? Mm -hmm. Because that's not really in the rules. Kind of like what Tim said is, like, when do we end this game? Yeah. And so, like, the, the clear... There's not a clear way to do that. I do really like the mechanic of the good and bad thing happening. And kind of going back to what you said, Max, of like the bad can't thing can't just be like the good thing not happening because mm -hmm. that's already the mechanic. And so I think it's good because it challenges players to do that, like a little bit of extra work, um, but also is not a great mechanic for first-time players. Um, mm -hmm. Also, I think the title alone is just, like, the biggest seller of this Abs game. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So good. The, the title and, like, the whole setup of, like, playing a game where you're trying to get your crappy roommate to move out is... So good. Blah. Like, that part is so good. But, like, how do you do that? Because I've had crappy roommates, and I don't know how to get them <laughs> to move out before. You know? So, like... Yeah. Um... Yeah, so way too midwestern for this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so uh those those are, you know, I don't think I added a whole lot, but kind of agreed with everyone. Mm -hmm. Um so moving on uh to a more open-ended question that anyone can like jump in and discuss here. Um what was the game trying to do and was it successful and uh what if anything would you change? Mm. All right, I'm going to jump right in on that yep. first one. I knew Matt yeah. was ready to go on this one. What was the game trying to do? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> this game was so open. Um, it's very silly in all the best ways, but I have no idea what this game's intended, uh, intended uh, emotional story yeah. beats, demographic. None of that showed up to me. I didn't. I didn't get anything about what was happening from reading the, the rules at all. Mm. No, for sure. I um, was completely lost. I think the thing that this game is trying to do is they had this really great title <laughs> and they tried to make a game about it. And they did. They made a great game. Yeah. So from that perspective, like it succeeded in having a really dope, fun title and a game exists to kind of like justify that title being there mm. uh but yeah i think the game is supposed to be just like a silly fun like something you can do anything with which i think is both its strength and its weakness that's a great way to put it manny because i feel like what it was trying to do is a cryptid themed slice of life comedy yes yeah and at that point that's like open season whatever you want that slice of life comedy to be it could mm -hmm. be a romantic comedy it could be a like, you know, Shaun of the Dead-esque slasher comedy. Mm -hmm. It could be, you know, take your pick of what that is. Um, in our 
table and in our play, especially because of your really clever, fun GMing, it became this like really rich world set in Appalachia with these really fun like musical connections and Jolene and Dolly Parton and like amazing stuff. Um, and that was really fun and cool. And all of that was like your fabrication and our gameplay. None exactly, of that was yeah. really in the game. Mm-hmm. So does it succeed on on creating space for a cryptid slice of life comedy? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I could see people playing it and not having fun, you know, based yeah, on sure. whatever that yeah. ends up being. It may go somewhere that you don't find enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And that's more to do with your table than the game. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. <clears throat> what do you um, think? Uh yeah, I, I I think the um the 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 GM like questions list. The, there's, there's a series of um one, two, three, four, five dice rolls you can do to randomly generate a story. Mm-hmm. I feel a lot of the stuff in there is like where the themes and feelings of the game is coming from mm-hmm. and they're all over the place. I oh, think totally. I think nece- I think necessarily all over the place. Um because like one of one of the games is like, hey, your goal is to get Mothman back on his feet, um, but then the one right next to it is um, a, a heist of the Cryptid Museum. Like those are very different games, especially to the one that we ran. Mm-hmm. So like, I think this is definitely a, a a a GM heavy game. You need a good GM who's improvising and willing to like. Um, roll into this very strange setting mm-hmm. well and with the the gm like tips and rolls that you can do and this is a i don't know if it's a problem just a common trait that i've seen over mm-hmm. like a lot of the games that we've played because those like prompts are kind of all over the place you end up getting things that are like very similar um mm. like uh let me look uh at this um so like the heist at the cryptid museum um as a the what you need to do but if the complimation compl- ah, complication is um you know sightings have caused mothman mania that's kind of like they mesh but it's also kind of the same thing uh-huh. you know and so like depending on how those dice rolls you could just end up with like the same like sort of prompt just stated differently Mm. and that's yeah that was kind of my that would be something that i would like maybe want to change or maybe even like the complications the what you need to do and mothman has a premonition could i think could all just be rolled into one maybe a larger table or just one thing um so maybe that's what I would change. Uh, it alternately feels like I need more and less choices. Uh, <laughs> that's a great way to put it, right? Yeah. Like, it, you know, it being offering this pretty lightweight structure and then putting a lot of the onus on the GM and the table to craft the story is a huge asset. And, like, I could see that easily being a total confusion or paralytic in terms of what to do and where to take it. Yeah, you, you, you could um, cut the entire table out and have the story be like, this is what the story is. Mothman needs to get back on his feet because he put all his money into crypto and it tanked. <laughs> yeah, and like you, sure. you could tell that could be the one story this game tells, and then give give more on the back end of like what the GM is supposed to do, what the mm-hmm. how, how the players might be able to like feed into this thing. I mean, this Here's- this is like cutting table space or cutting a page. I'm, I'm getting like four more inches by cutting the table out. Right? Yeah, because it's so four small. more inches on a single 
column on a yeah, two column. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a thought though. What if you took this from a one page game to a two page game? So it's one page back and back and front. Because you could have that little like I don't know what else you would do with that space. <laughs> it's simple. Like it's like you said, Manny. You, ha- you you have you need both more and less options. So mm-hmm. that front page is and you you cut out that last little table. Mm-hmm. You put in the hey here's the here's here's the here's two be- beginner stories you could do like this is the mm. way this will run yeah and yeah. then on the back page is lists of possible complications things to do mm-hmm. and several different d6 tables so you could roll up completely random stories and you could say like okay here's the silly table mm. here's the serious table here's the here's the millennial problems table, you know, <laughs> get like economy table. Yeah. yeah. So you have, you ha- you could create so much more to it, mm. but I'm mm. also the kind of guy who likes the crunch factor of those sorts of things. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I do too. Well, that I also just think tables really, are really pretty. That would be really cool. Right. Like if you, you have your baseline beginners game, like, mm. okay, if you've never done it before, here's the basic it's decided for you. But if you were at a table, like let's say you were playing us on Halloween and you knew you wanted like a horror game, mm-hmm. like, okay, here's a version of this story that's like really gonzo with mm-hmm. like huge horror elements, but they're only living in that one table, which mm-hmm. you could choose not to do. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the only th- reason for having a table like this is to tr- increase replayability. Mm. Um, yes. If you're playing this for the first time, you only need one scenario. And then the other thing I wanted to bring up, which is a point I'll bring up more than once probably is we don't know what constriction, what restrictions the creator of this game put on themselves. That's true. Um, Cause like when I wrote my one, one page RPG, I was like, it's gotta fit on a one page. And like, I probably could have fit way more shenanigans in there if I made it a two pager, mm-hmm. but by making it one pager, I, you put more restrictions on yourself. So like if, if uh, Paul was trying to make purely a one page game and not wanting to expand to a second page, then like that's, that must've been a choice that he made. Yeah. yeah. So this might be a little inside baseball, mm-hmm. but I can actually speak to that a little bit. This game is actually a sequel game yes. to uh, a game called uh, Aw Snap Bigfoot Stole My Car with my friend's birthday present inside. <laughs> <laughs> Which is um, it's sort of a reskin of um, Lasers and Feelings. Yeah, and you I can think that see the DNA you of that. You can definitely all see it in this game. And so I think this game was meant to be sort of like a follow-up or a sequel to that story, but with a different Different cryptid. Different, cryptic, <laughs> different cryptid. Different cryptid. And like, I would actually be interested if like this was an, a whole like line of games. Like, yes, I would love to see. Cryptids. Oh shoot! Uh, the um, oh, what's the the capybara? All <laughs> oh, beans. The chupacabra. All <laughs> uh, beans. The chupacabra got fired, and now we're about to lose the house, <laughs> or uh, something like that. You know. Um, but uh, one other thing that I will I'll say uh, that I would change in this game is there's a lot of things that like I as a GM didn't know when I should do because mm. like this last little table Mothman has another premonition and some of them are like a good thing happens to a bad per- uh, like an enemy a bad thing happens to a friend things like that there's nothing in the rules to be like this is when you should roll another Mothman premonition mm-hmm. yeah and the Mothman surprise all it says is when it feels dramatically appropriate, the DM can offer a Mothman surprise. Yeah, when is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, when is that? Yeah, exactly. So I was like, uh, and, and, and I guess this would kind of depend on how you wanted to play it. And I kind of treaded the line here of like, uh, 
does that actually come from Mothman or does it come from like how well you know Mothman or is this just like a the Mothman surprise doesn't have an end game yeah equivalent it's, it, it, is uh, it just something for like the players or is it something for the characters yeah mm-hmm. um i i feel that like i mean we, we we haven't reviewed lasers and feelings but i imagine anyone listening to this has probably heard of lasers and feelings mm-hmm. um but lasers and feelings has the the mechanic of laser feelings mm-hmm. when you roll your number exactly you get laser feelings you get to ask the gm a question i feel this is obviously very much the laser feelings version but because it, it's twisted and it's given the uh the, when the gm decides you can assign a, a thing to it which fits with the rest of the mechanics which is cool um but the uh it definitely lacks the the spontaneity of laser feelings by mm-hmm. rolling your mm-hmm. number. I, I I feel that they, if they had given like oh if you roll like a two because twos look like eyes Mothman eyes right mm-hmm. then then you get your you know whatever thing. Mm-hmm. But that that's just a thought. It doesn't might not yeah. might not even work out in a way that's fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it's a neat mechanic and um, like I just. I try, when I run games, especially for, like, a review of this, I try to hit everything in the rules, at least to be, like, I don't want to do this whole game with not doing a Mothman surprise. Yeah, cause exactly. That's in the rules, so yep. I'm like, but when do I do it? Mm-hmm. What triggers it? Uh, does Mothman have to be the one that gives you this, or is it just a question for the GM? So, like, that was a little complicated for me. Yeah. A little more explanation of how that how that would activate might be helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so... Unless anyone has any final thoughts on that, uh, the most important question that we have to ask ourselves here, do we table it or shelve it? Mm. Table it meaning we would play this again, or shelve it meaning it goes on the shelf, and uh, we're not interested in playing again. Tim, what about you? Uh, Personally, I really enjoyed this game a lot, so don't take this as like a bad thing. But I don't think I would want to play this game again. I'm going to shelve it, Mm -hmm. because I also want to check out um, the aw snap mm-hmm. Bigfoot stole my my car with my friend's birthday present inside. Like I, I feel that this game doesn't might not offer anything big enough for me to not want to just run through the whole gamut, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, shelve it for me. Honestly, uh, I would shelve this game. Mm-hmm. It's uh it is a fantastic game. I loved playing it. But because I prefer bigger, longer-running games, the only reason I would bring this out would be to legitimately test a silly, supernatural-themed, long-running game. Mm. Get the players to design the basics of their characters, get them interested in playing in character, and then if they're still interested in the concept of the game, we take this set, we take this rule set, put it up on the shelf, and they just take the characters they created and give them stats. Yeah, huh. this That's is a bit the- of a sidebar. Like, I do, uh, like, going back a little bit, sorry to interrupt, but, like, I do think this would work really well as, like, a world-building game for a longer campaign or one-shot or something mm. like that. I think that would... <laughs> like, if you wanted to kick really off well. a Monster of the Week game or something, <laughs> start snap, with this as your monster number one. Yep. I'll snap Vampire the Masquerade stole my lunch money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, what we do in the shadows is one of the bigger shows right now. Oh, same absolutely. exact fiasco. Yeah, I was thinking same, about this. Yeah. I had the exact thought of like, this would be great with like what we do in the shadows. <laughs> yeah, but aside from that one specific scenario, um, I would love to have this game on my shelf. I would love to buy an anthology of Paul's games, especially if they're all titled the same and have the mm-hmm. same like cryptid feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'd they'd sit on the shelf. I'd put them in frames. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to be an outlier here. I would play it again. I think um, there's a lot of situations where micro RPGs can be uh, more introspective works of art rather than necessarily great for beginners. I do feel like this game is light enough and open enough that I think it actually could be a good game that I would bring for maybe newer players. And it's like got a funny, catchy concept. The title is really clear. Cryptids are super hot right now. I think this would be a game that I would absolutely be like with friends on Halloween, you know, hey, you want to get together and play something fun and goofy? I'll DM yeah. it for you, mm-hmm. you know? And then I'll just take on the, the onus of, like, making sure that it's fun. Yeah. Um, so I would totally play it um, again, and I would I would GM it, for sure. I think I'm kind of in the same boat with you, Max. I think I would table this one, too, um, with the caveat of, like, this wouldn't be, like, a weekly game or anything. Correct. Like that. <laughs> this would be a, um, a fun thing to be, like if you did have a regular group that you played with to be like, let's take a break. Let's do something like wacky and fun and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if you have like a friend who's like interested in tabletop gaming, that is not the big ones, the Mm -hmm. sorcerers on the beach as Matt calls them. (laughs) Um, But isn't a total newbie. Because I think if someone like had no context of tabletop and looked at this, they'd be like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I think this is a good intermediate game to just be like, this is some another option that exists in the world of games. So yeah, sounds like we're split right. So down two the shelvets and two tablets. Awesome, cool. What do you think, listeners? Get in the comments. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Email us your thoughts. Be our tiebreaker. Love it. All right, so uh, let's do our round of plugs. Manny, do you want to start? Yeah, I'm Manny. They them pronouns. Um, I'm not on the internet. Uh, don't at me. Uh, but <laughs> if you like D&D art, I sort of have an Instagram that I never update, but I do can do commissions. Give me money for them drawings. <laughs> and what's the, what's the tag? Yeah, what oh, yeah. The, you got to do that. Um, uh, you can find me at, uh, at In Character Art on uh, Instagram. All right, Matt? I'm Matt. He, him pronouns. I'm also not on the, not on the internet. If you guys like this enough, maybe you could talk me into it. Max. <laughs> yeah, so I'm Max, they, them pronouns. All right. That's it. Uh, and I, I'm Tim, he, him pronouns. And I want to thank you for listening to Table It. You can find us at micro underscore RPGs on Twitter or email us uh, at micro RPGs at gmail.com. Please submit games you want to hear us play with a subject line new game. Um, our theme this episode is Chill Vibrant Jazz Theme by uh, Danny Dory. And we'll see you next time.